0: Welcome to another episode of Fireside Football presented by Empire Sports Media. You're here with Brendan and Dylan as always, but we're, we're switching it up a little bit today, Dylan. Instead of doing our normal weekly recaps, we're going to do our top five MVP candidates so far this season. Should be a good one. So Dylan, I'll let you start off. Who's number five on your list?
1: Oh, Brendan, I went back and forth a lot. Um, this list is incredibly hard to do when you really think about it. But very hard when it came down to looking at the player who's had the most production, but has been quietly underrated um, for number five. It came down to two people for me. So honorable mention to Josh Allen here. He's been very good, but he didn't get number five. I actually have maybe a reach here. I have Alvin Kamara. I feel like he's not only he's been the lead back for them. But in New Orleans, but he's also been their best receiver with Michael Thomas, her 67 receptions, 648 yards, four scores, seven touchdowns, rushing 486 yards. He's been dominant on the ground. He's been dominant in the air. I think that he is a contender to win MVP, especially now with Jameis Winston and er, Taysom Hill being the quarterback. Platoon, I guess, for a couple games. Well, Breeze rehabs from the collapsed lung, which I don't think they should rush him back anytime soon, and the Broken Ribs, because I think that it's just going to be more of a danger for a team in the playoffs.
0: I like that number five a lot, actually, because Kamara has basically been the entire Saints offense, um, and it's really just been... Amazing to watch how dominant he is in every aspect of the game. Um, But it's tough for me because for him, it's going to be very hard to win because MVP usually goes to a quarterback. A running back could have, you know, a fantastic season and then a quarterback who has a great season by quarterback standards will win even if the running back had a more dominant season. You know what I mean? I mean, it's going to be hard for him to win. I do like that a lot. He's actually one of my two non-quarterback MVP choices. <laughs> um not in my top 5. My top 5 consists of strictly quarterbacks because that's who normally wow. wins, but yeah, Kamara is one of those players where, you know, if he keeps up this ridiculous season so far, he could definitely be the only non-quarterback, you know, finalist for the MVP award.
1: I definitely agree. I think that, especially with the volume he's about to receive and with how poorly the receiving corpse has been in New Orleans, or how poorly the receiving corpse has played this year, blah. Um, I think Kamara's got a big opportunity to produce a little more, but I think that no matter how much he produces, like you said, I think that the value of running backs is just, it's lessened a lot in the past few years, but it's lessened a lot in terms of the MVP race than what it was just a few years ago. So I think, yeah, I think my, my next four, we haven't looked at each other's list. So I don't know who you have, but my next four is all quarterbacks as well. So I think that uh, it definitely shows where positional value is as well.
0: One more thing about Kamara, though, before you continue, is the only the only problem that I have with him is he doesn't get the rushing yard numbers. And I think that, yeah, he gets the receiving yards, but I think he needs to do more on the ground if he wants to move up that list. All right, Dylan, who's number four for you?
1: Uh, this is this is where it, it gets complicated because there's four guys here who I think all have a real shot to win this award. But the guy who comes to mind for me at number four has just kind of stayed stagnant and regressed as the pack has broke away, I think, in the top three, and that's Russell Wilson. They've come off... Uh, Three of their last four have been losses. Um, the Arizona game, tough loss. The Buffalo game, they just kind of keep up with the Bills' offense. And last week, they did not look good against the Rams. So there is concern, I'd say, in terms of Russell Wilson's play. He did have four touchdowns in that game a few weeks ago against the 49ers, but it's still concerning that there's been more interceptions. He had three picks in that game against Arizona. He had two against Buffalo and then two this week against the Rams. I think that the interception numbers have increased, which is surprising for Russell Wilson.
0: Yeah, he's up to 10 now.
1: Yeah, but 28 touchdowns, that's incredibly impressive. But with that said, I just don't think that his numbers are where you would want. And also the fact that they're 6-3 and three now in a division that is The most competitive that I could remember in the past few years, Brendan, and I think that there is a real shot that they could make the wild card and not win the division. And I think that there needs to be some level of overall team production that matches up with somebody you're going to give the MVP award to. And I just don't think the Seahawks are going to be able to do that in terms of a regular season resume.
0: Yeah, well... Being that we're recording this on Thursday, tonight's game is going to be huge for the race in that division, Cardinals, Seahawks. Whoever wins that game takes over first place uh, for the time being because Los Angeles isn't playing. So that's going to be huge, but I agree. The beginning of the season, Russell Wilson, I feel like, was the clear number one. And the past couple of weeks, um, his performance and the team's you know, losses have really shot him down the list a couple spots um, and the turnovers. I mean... If you're throwing that many turnovers in the past couple weeks, it's it's really not going to look good. He does have 28 touchdowns, with which leads the NFL in passing touchdowns, but he also has 10 interceptions, and that's the main problem here that has shot him down the list. Now, to his defense, he is—he might be, regardless if he wins, the most valuable player on a team because of how horrific their defense is. He has to carry that team on his shoulders to such a degree by— scoring over 30 points a game, they, they really have to to win a game. I mean, their defense can't stop anybody, so you know, regardless if he wins or not, he might actually be the most valuable player. All right, Dylan, number three.
1: All right, number three here. <clears throat> it's a little bit hard for me to put him at three because of how good he's played, but he just doesn't have the statement wins right now. And I've said this in the past in terms of complacency with the Chiefs as a whole. But now I'm going to look at Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he's been complacent at all this year. In fact, I think this has been some of his best football to this point. 25 touchdowns to one pick. Insane numbers for Mahomes to this point. 2,687 yards. Coming off the MVP and Super Bowl campaign last year. In the last two games, the Jets and the Panthers, nine touchdowns. Before that, though, he only had... Um, nine touchdowns, sorry. Before that, though, he only had 16 touchdowns in that time span. So looking at the competition he's went up against, the Jets' defense, it pains me to say this, Brendan, not as much as it did when the season started, but the Jets' defense is awful. The Panthers' defense is incredibly young. 90% of their draft last year was spent on the defensive side of the football, and I think when you have a guy who's such a prolific passer like Patrick Mahomes, you can have somebody who can carve up those defenses, and I think in the coming weeks as he takes on more challenging defenses, I think there's going to be more of a struggle, and I think that he is going to see his numbers maybe deteriorated a little more. And I also think that if they continue to win games on the rate they're at, there is a very, very big case to be made that he is the favorite in this MVP race. But I just think that the two other guys in this race that are ahead of him have more statement wins to this point. And if I'm going to award an MVP award, it's not just based on the team's production and the overall numbers. There needs to be statement wins. There needs to be moments that make you go, okay, that guy is an MVP. He is the guy who is the best player in all of football. And right now, I think Patrick Mahomes is still the odds favorite to win it, but he wouldn't be the guy I have at 2 or 1 right now.
0: Well, right. With Patrick Mahomes, I mean, his touchdown interception ratio is ridiculous right now. And their only loss came to the Raiders, losing 40-32. to And, you know, to your defense, he only has really two statement wins with Buffalo and Baltimore those are the only two real contending teams that he's beaten. So, but but Dylan, if they go 15 and 1, he's going to win MVP. I agree.
1: I just don't Regardless think Regardless if
0: other people have better stats than him, if they continue to win and go 15 and 1, he's winning MVP. I
1: I agree on that. I I do think that would be almost insane for them to not give the mvp award to him if this were to happen but i just don't think they will go 15 and 1 i think there's going to be a couple games they drop and i think that there is still that layer of complacency i think that that tampa bay game is going to be a great game but i think that they'll lose that one and i think that the raiders game is going to be one to watch cuz they got beat by them last time and i think that they're maybe even the dolphins game could be a tough game for them because i think that they're dolphins going dolphins are to, sneaky good Yes, and I think that they're going to underrate some of the competition, so I can't see them necessarily going 15-1 and one from this point on, but if they do, I would hand Mahomes the award in a heartbeat.
0: All right, Dylan, number two.
1: All right. You're going to be a little, I think, taken back by who I have won if this guy's at two. Look, the play last Sunday with DeAndre Hopkins was one of the most phenomenal throw and catches in a Hail Mary I have ever seen. That was insane. DeAndre Hopkins has begun to start living up to that role that he was brought into Arizona to play, the role he played with the Texans, is just one of the do- most dominant pass catchers in the game. And this offense is starting to find a rhythm. Kyler is becoming everything you and I expected him to be prior to the season. When yeah, we preseason,
0: both... me and you both said MVP, Kyler.
1: And I still think there is a huge window for that to happen. Tonight's game, crucial. If they pull off a win against the Seahawks again, and really take the momentum in that division. That is another statement win for him coming off such a big win last week. However, I don't I wouldn't hand him the MVP award just yet. 17 touchdowns but eight picks. Not huge passing numbers, but where he succeeds is rushing the football.
0: He's the Oh my lead. god, Dylan, I was going to say too.
1: leading rusher for that team right now. 10 touchdowns, 604 yards. He is He has better rushing numbers, Brendan, than Alvin Kamara, who's my number five on this list.
0: Well, right, exactly. And with with Kyler Murray, too, both of those numbers rushing the ball, 604 yards, 10 touchdowns, that leads all quarterbacks, and it's not even close. Not even close. And, I, I mean, he is just so dynamic that, yeah, you have DeAndre Hopkins, you have Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds, Larry Fitzgerald, whatever. If you take him out of that offense, they're nothing. I agree. I mean, his presence and his ability on the field is just, I think, above all of the quarterbacks right now. I mean, even maybe Lamar Jackson, who he has far better rushing numbers than Lamar Jackson right now. And I I forget the exact stat, but it said something like Kyler Murray was the first player in NFL history to have like 2,000 passing yards and 500 rushing yards through the first half of the season. I mean, he is on pace to break some ridiculous stats. And, I mean, he is just – he's unbelievable, Dylan.
1: He's unbelievable. Is it sustainable is the long-term question for me for this season. I think down the road, I actually like Murray in terms of sustainability better than I like Lamar. But I do think that there are questions on whether or not this can continue down the road. I think the Cardinals are going to keep winning games. I think that they're playing great football right now. But I just don't see how this could be sustainable over the next couple games in order to continue building that MVP resume. But I could be dead wrong because right now I'd hand him the MVP award. He's not my number one because I don't think he will be the MVP in the end. But I think that you can make the case right now that he is certainly the, the guy, the leader in the clubhouse right now through 10 games to be the MVP.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and also, you know, he has two real impressive wins against Seattle. And against Buffalo, another win against Buffalo obviously was on a Hail Mary, and Seattle was Russell Wilson turning the ball over a handful of times. But those are two big wins against really good teams that if you want to win MVP, you have to get those statement wins. All right, Dylan. Number one.
1: My favorite. My guy I think will win the MVP this year, Aaron Rodgers. I think that he is playing the best football in the past few years right now of his career, uh, 26 touchdowns, three interceptions, 2,578 yards. Brendan, those numbers are not on par with where you'd necessarily say Mahomes' and Murray's numbers are in terms of eye-catching. But what I see with those numbers is a liminal supporting cast that he has loftily exceeded expectations with to the tune of a 7-2 record that I don't think they are going to lose another game. I don't. I think this Packers team will go 14-2. and I think that last season they went 13-3. and That was a great season. I think that they did improve in terms of looking at the way they have adjusted with another year of Lafleur and Rodgers. I think Rodgers is playing the most comfortable and confident football of his career right now. And I think that this is a resurgence for Rodgers, and I think he will win the MVP this year because of how good that team will end up having done. With that said, I don't know in comparison to Murray, where Murray has that big supporting cast and Mahomes has that big supporting cast. I don't know if the MVP voters will credit that supporting cast more Or less. I don't know if they will gauge the fact that Rodgers is throwing to Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez Scantling with his other two lead receivers and Richard Tanyan as his tight end. But make no mistake, Devontae Adams is right now, I'd say, one of, if not the best receiver in football. So he has a dominant receiver one. But I still think that what he's done with the group he has is so impressive that I would hand him the MVP award if I were the one voting, and I think it will be him when it's all said and done.
0: Now, with Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he's 7-2, and two, but the only problem I have with that is the only real, quote-unquote, win came against the Saints. I mean, they got blown out by the Buccaneers, 38-10. to 10. They've lost to the Vikings as their other loss, and they just scratched out a win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, their schedule is somewhat favorable remaining. I mean, they have the Colts this Sunday, who the Colts can really beat you on any given day. Um, they play the Bears twice, and they play the Titans. That's Those are the only real games that something could maybe happen, you know, primarily the Colts and the Titans. But they do have a favorable schedule, so 14-2 and two is definitely not out of the question. But, I mean... Aaron Rodgers they have to get those big wins though I mean with only one real test win I I have him in my top five also Dylan you'll see where I have him but I I just can't have him at one right now there's just something there's just something about him I mean he's clearly top five but I just you're high on him right now I don't have him at one
1: I'm high on him right now I think that he's playing confident and smart football I think that In terms of the Packers as sustainability versus a Cardinals team and a Chiefs team, I think the Chiefs and the Packers offer the most opportunity for Rodgers and Mahomes to continue building that resume as the season wears on because I still think the Cardinals team, and especially Kyler Murray, is so young that there is still that opportunity to have those games where they trip up and where Kyler trips up. So I, I feel reluctant to hand him the MVP award yet. I would say that you can make the case that this is a 1A, 1B thing where I have Rogers 1A and Murray 1B because I do think Murray right now would be the favorite, but it just in terms of a long-term view, I'm very high on Aaron Rodgers right now, but I am very, very eager to hear your 1 through 5 now, Brandon.
0: Now, before I get to my 5, another thing with Aaron Rodgers is I think that if they were to have beaten the Buccaneers, then this is a whole other conversation. Then I would have him top 2 or 3, but you know losing to the buccaneers by 28 points that just that really knocks him down for me i mean i know it's not all him but you can't lose by 28 points like that to the buccaneers and you know like what i said with russell wilson if even if rodgers doesn't win he's clearly the most valuable player on that team yes So it's really just, it's really up in the air to this point, I think. But all right, starting with my five. First off, an honorable mention for me is Tom Brady. Um, I can't have him in the top five, um, but, you know, at number five, I have Josh Allen. Now, I'm going to go through all the stats here. Josh Allen, seven and three, could be eight and two if DeAndre Hopkins didn't make that catch. 21 touchdowns to seven interceptions. 2,871 yards, which leads the NFL. And he's a 68.4% completion percentage. Now, rushing the ball, he has 279 yards and five more touchdowns. So he has 26 total touchdowns to seven interceptions. Some big wins they've had. They've beaten the Rams, they've beaten the Raiders, and they've beaten the Seahawks. Those are three good wins against good teams. But... You know, Josh, Josh Allen, I think, is top five just because of how much of a step it looks like he's made, and the Bills are one of the top teams in the AFC, but he, hes I think everyone outside the top three for me is a stretch, because I really think it's going to be a three-guy race for MVP, and I'm sure you're going to agree with the top three when I get there, but... Josh Allen has to be there. I mean, he's had a very good season. Could very well be 8-2 right now if if Magic wasn't pulled out of a hat. So do you think, you think 5 for Josh Allen is too low or too high? Because you had him as an honorable mention.
1: See, it's hard for me to put him in the top 5 right now. I need to see a little more. I think that if you had asked me this a few weeks ago and when the season just started, I would have him in my top 3. I thought that he burst out of the gates but I think that they just kind of couldn't find a rhythm for a couple weeks there but last Sunday was incredibly impressive even though they lost I think that he's starting to pick up some momentum again which is going to bode well for him in the MVP race and I think that looking at a guy like Kamara is the kind of guy that in comparison maybe he could jump like in my list for this sake I could see him rising higher than five. I could see him rising up to the top three at some point. I just think that he lost so much ground that it's going to be hard to come up, but I I can make the case, I would say, that Josh Allen, Alvin Kamara, Tom Brady are all like five, six, seven range right now.
0: See, another thing I want to mention before I get to four, uh, staying with the Bills, is when you mentioned Kamara, I was thinking, yeah, Kamara's one of my two non-quarterback MVP choices. My other one is Stephon Diggs. He... Leads the NFL with 73 receptions. He leads the NFL with 906 yards. And he has four touchdowns. I mean, the impact that he has had on Buffalo and its offense is just unbelievable. I mean, he has really helped Josh Allen take that next step. And he's really the main reason why Josh Allen's in my top five. Because without Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen's numbers, while they aren't fantastic, aren't anywhere near what they are right now. All right, number four, I have Aaron Rodgers at number four, much different than you, because yeah, Aaron Rodgers has no help other than really Devontae Adams in the passing game. He has a 7-2 record, 26 touchdowns to three interceptions, the second best ratio in the league behind Mahomes, 2,578 yards, 67.8% completion percentage, but he's only beaten the Saints. If they would have beaten the Buccaneers, he would have been higher for me. Yeah, he's having a great season, but he always does. He never turns the ball over. I need the Packers and Aaron Rodgers to win the big games because losing to Tampa Bay like that really hurt his chances for me.
1: I the one thing that, as this conversation's wore on, that is still a reason for me to have him at one is that Devontae Adams has missed time this year alan lazard who is by no means on par with the talented core that some of the other guys in this conversation have also missed time and he is rogers second or third best receiver on that team based on where you have MVS. and then aaron jones has even missed time this year and there's just no proven weaponry That has been there all season surrounding Rodgers. And I think what he's done is my case for him at one. But I also can see a case, I guess, where you put him at four. So I don't necessarily disagree with that. But I am intrigued to see how you have your top three ranked.
0: All right. So number three, I have Russell Wilson. Like I said, you know, when you were talking about him, he was my number one up until the past couple games when he just hasn't looked the same with all the turnovers. But he has a six and three record. 28 touchdown passes, which leads the NFL. But he has 10 interceptions still, and the turnovers are just killing him right now. And I don't know what happened, because in the beginning of the season, he wasn't turning the ball over at all. And it seems like the past couple games, I mean, he's just consistently giving the other team the ball back. But other than that, 2,789 passing yards, which is second in the NFL, and a 69.8% completion percentage. Now rushing the ball, he has 325 yards and ten touch. And excuse me, wow, and one touchdown. So Russell Wilson, like Aaron Rodgers, is by far the most valuable player on their team. And if you take them out, they're nothing really. But the turnovers are killing me, and their three losses are all against good teams: the Rams, the Cardinals the Bills, and if they lose the Seahawks to the Cardinals tonight, that's really going to hurt him. Six and four, he's got to stop starting the ball over Dylan, and they have to, I know the defense is bad, but they have to get those big wins. They really do. Now, you had Wilson at three also, right?
1: Uh, I had Wilson at four, actually.
0: Wilson at four, okay, so I'm Not a little more off. generous with him and less generous with Aaron Rodgers, but...
1: I think with Wilson, for me, is just that the supporting cast has been key for him this year, where Mahomes and Murray, you can make the case that their supporting cast actually is less talented than Wilson's, but Chris Carson... when Really? He's you can helping, say that
0: with Mahomes?
1: Um, No, not entirely. I would say there's more... I think that there's more There's more of a plethora of weapons, I guess, is the proper way to word that for Wilson, because you have Metcalf, who's thrust himself into the top five receiver conversation. Oh, he's ridiculous. He's absolutely You have Lockett, ridiculous. who has also had a phenomenal season this year. You have Moore, who's had a solid year. And then when Chris Carson, as I was saying, was healthy, he has put up very, very good numbers this year. And you can make the case that they have almost a three-headed monster for him in terms of weaponry. And then... In terms of tight end, there's not necessarily one guy that stands out, but there's enough good pieces there that Wilson does have a very strong supporting cast. The offensive line isn't great. I think that that's something too to that is in Wilson's favor, but I would still say that I think his supporting cast is on par with, if not in terms of the quantity, be, the best of the guys in this group right now.
0: No, I totally agree. I totally agree, but They've got to win those games, Dylan. Yes, have I agree to. on that. All right. Number two. We have the same number two pick here. MVP Kyler Murray. <laughs> At number two, you know, he has a 6-3 and three record, 17 passing touchdowns to 8 interceptions, 2,375 yards, and a 68.2% completion percentage. Now rushing the ball as, you know, we spoke about already. My God, 604 yards, 10 touchdowns. Both lead quarterbacks by far. I mean, I don't I don't even think there's another quarterback. I think, you know, Josh Allen has five rushing touchdowns, but I don't think anyone's even close to 10. I mean, my God. Kyler Murray is ridiculous. And they have really two big wins here against Seattle and Buffalo. You know, and then if they beat Seattle tonight, that would make it twice that they beat Seattle. But... Kyler Murray is just an electric player. And even though the passing numbers really aren't up to where Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers are, I mean, the impact that he has and the way that he dictates the outcome of the entire game, just from him alone, is insane. I mean, you can say that about any of these quarterbacks, but Kyler Murray is just... You know, they went three five and one last year with Kyler Murray. They're six and three this year, already doubling their win total. Yeah, they have DeAndre Hopkins now, but Kyler Murray has just been outstanding. He's he's on pace Dylan to have nearly twelve hundred rushing yards. And just under twenty rushing touchdowns <laughs> if this picks up. I mean, if this stays where it's at, Dylan, and he can and it's the same exact pace, he's on pace for over thirty passing touchdowns, over four thousand passing yards, just under twelve hundred rushing yards, and just under twenty rushing touchdowns. I mean, he's on pace for quarterback numbers and elite running back numbers. I mean, how do you not have him in the top three I mean it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous what he's doing.
1: I just think with Murray, the one thing that has to be said is, well, first, the case you just made there is the best case that can be made for him to this point because if he keeps this up, he is without a doubt the MVP. I mean, Rodgers, Mahomes, Russ, um, Allen, Brady, Kamara, they can all do their best, but there is no stopping that if he can do that because that's even better than what Lamar did last year, and I think that... The fact that he's been able to do all that, with there is really no running game in Arizona. Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake have not been able to produce to the level that I think Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime wanted out there. But in terms of the receiving core, yes, the receiving core is phenomenal in Arizona. But there was hiccups early, and they've been able to work that out and still continue to a 6-3 and three record, and also... Shout-out to Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime because I feel like oh, they are a great are, job.
0: They've done a great job. They
1: have not gotten enough credit, I feel like, Brendan, because the Hopkins trade was a highway robbery, and they have done a phenomenal job in continuing to put pieces around Murray and giving—Kime has given the resources to Kingsbury, and Kingsbury has just done a great job with those weapons and that offense. But well, re- yeah,
0: I mean, they, they need to send Bill O'Brien, like, a fruit basket or something because—
1: from no, a Brian job. really
0: set them up for success.
1: They've got to have a janitor or janitorial position or something for him somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Dylan, if if he puts up twelve hundred rushing yards and about twenty rushing touchdowns, I mean, those are elite running back numbers. I, if he can do that at the quarterback position as well as over thirty passing touchdowns and over four thousand yards, there's just no way he doesn't win. I but, agree. He's number two for me right now because, at number one, I have Patrick Mahomes. You had a much different approach with him, but I'm looking at it like this, Dylan. The record, he's 8 and one, second best record in the NFL behind the 9-0 Steelers. Like I said, their only loss was to the Raiders, 40-32. to 32. His touchdown-to-interception ratio is not getting spoken about enough. 25 passing touchdowns, one interception. That is ridiculous. That's by far the best ratio in the NFL. And not enough people are speaking about it. I mean, if you have that kind of ratio, you are the top of the top of talent. He has 2,687 yards and a 66.9% completion percentage. Rushing the ball, he has 171 yards and two additional touchdowns. So that's 27 total touchdowns, one interception. Now... To his credit, he does you know you know, his offense around him is ridiculous with Travis Kelsey, who gets I mean, ridiculous tight end number, just not even close in that race for who's the best tight end. You have Tyreek Hill, Micole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and now Le'Veon Bell. I mean they're you speak you know, Max Kellerman and Stephen A, who I, I talk about all the time, always talk about the embarrassment of riches that Tom Brady has in Tampa Bay. But, I mean, you can say the same things about Patrick Mahomes, which is, you know, kind of hurting him a little bit in my argument here. But you still got to get the job done. I mean, 25 touchdowns to one interception. I mean, that is ridiculous. And, you know, they've beaten Buffalo and Baltimore. Two big wins, but they need to get more. And if they keep this up, Dylan, like I said, if they're 15-1, and one, even if the Steelers are 16-0, and 0, if the Chiefs are 15-1, and one, Mahomes is the MVP winner, I think, regardless of what Kyler Murray does, just because of the record and the pace he's at with his touchdown-to-turnover ratio. But if they drop one or two more games, then I would have to flip Mahomes and Kyler Murray. It was tough for me with the 1-2 and two here, but I think if, if the Chiefs were to drop a few games and the Cardinals keep up on the pace they're at, you flip them, because Kyler Murray would obviously be the MVP winner then. But I think at this moment, you have to give it to Mahomes just because of the lack of turnovers that he's had, along with their record. I mean, I know you had Mahomes lower, but I mean, do you think one is being way too generous with him because of the riches he has?
1: Not really. Um, I do, I, it's a three-dog race, honestly. I mean, Russ and Allen have started to fall away from... Rodgers Mahomes and Murray in my eyes I think that Rodgers and Russ are going to end up probably being three four in the scenario that the Chiefs win out and the Cardinals continue to just play great offensive football because even if the Chargers or not the Chargers sorry the Cardinals uh, don't win out if the Cardinals don't win out they could still have a good enough offensive output that Murray wins MVP what I will say though about the Chiefs is that that Tampa game is going to be crucial. If they can win that football game, I that's going to be the statement win of statement wins for the team that's for the team this season, and also for Mahomes and his MVP. See,
0: campaign. Dylan, I made the same argument though with Aaron Rodgers. They got embarrassed by Tampa Bay.
1: But the one thing with Rodgers is also the discredit to Brady, is the weapons, the weaponry,
0: yeah,
1: and also the fact that. They were able to beat New Orleans, and New Orleans beat Tampa. It's just any given Sunday, Brendan, and I think that that would be the point of it. But with the Chiefs, it holds a different value in my eyes because the Chiefs have been quietly so good this year. With the Packers, I mean, you're coming off a bye the one game, and, I mean, historically they're not great on daylight savings time, not to make excuses for the Packers here. But in terms of the Chiefs, though, they have been quietly – great this year and in my opinion eight and one their eight and one is more impressive than an undefeated record for the Steelers to this point point. and I and do, it's also
0: with the Chiefs though is I feel like no one's really talking about it because they're expected to do this
1: yeah and I think that's the same thing with Mahomes's MVP candidacy that hurts him is that he's expected to do this if he wasn't playing good and having this offensive output then it'd be almost a disappointment and a regression for him and I think that he's with Kyler Murray, he's outperforming expectations. With Aaron Rodgers, he's outperforming expectations. With Russell Wilson, he's performing about to his usual standard of top three NFL quarterback. And with Josh Allen, he's outperforming expectations. With Mahomes, he's just living up to them. But because of right. such the high standard that is set for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, I think that it's hard to continue to give them that credit because of how much success they've already had that they've just continued to repeat. But what I will say, though, is if they if they go 14 and 2 and the packers go 14 and 2 i would give mahomes the mvp award because i think that one loss if say it's not the tampa loss i think if they lose that game it's going to be hard for mahomes to come back from and i still think it's going to be hard for Rodgers to come back from now, that
0: no but no but cool question about that what if they lose it in a shootout fashion where you know the packers lost by 28 what if the chiefs lose like 35 31
1: that helps Mahomes because of the offensive side of the football. But I also think to because I kinda contradicted myself there with the Rogers point, but with the Rogers point, you can make the case of the limited supporting cast, like I've beaten throughout this episode. But with Mahomes, I I'd say that Tampa is probably the best offensive team in the NFC right now, on par with the Cardinals. But the Chiefs are the best offensive team in the AFC. And I just think that whoever comes out of that game looking better, um, Brady, it's not going to do much for his MVP candidacy, but if it comes out that Mahomes is looking better after that game and they win that game, I don't see a way that Mahomes loses the MVP award from the rest of the way out because I just think he's the consistent betting favorite and I said that in my open with him, is that I think he is the betting favorite right now because he's the most consistent. Rodgers could drop a couple more games. Maho- Murray's still young, but Mahomes is the most consistent, so I, I understand why you'd put him at one, and I actually could sort of backtrack my point and maybe make the case that he could have been a good number one.
0: Now, if you look at the remaining seven games for the Chiefs here, there's a couple of games that will really decide if Mahomes can stay in my number one spot. Or if Kyler Murray is going to overtake him. They have a game this weekend against the Raiders in Vegas. And, you know, they lost last time at home, so they'd, they'd need to beat Vegas this time. Then the week afterwards, they're on the road against Tampa Bay, which you mentioned. And then on December 20th, they're away against the Saints. Those three games, because other than that, yeah, I mean, they play the Dolphins, who are good, but other than that, they play the Broncos. The Dolphins, the Falcons, and the Chargers. And I, you know how I feel about the Falcons. But if they can win all three of those games against the Raiders, Buccaneers, and Saints, I mean, he's winning this MVP award. If they can win all three of those games, who are all three top teams, you know, in the NFL, well, maybe the Raiders are on the brink of that. Then Mahomes is going to win. Because those are that would give him five really big wins, Buffalo, baltimore vegas tampa bay new orleans i mean that would be five huge wins for the for the chiefs but if they lose let's say two of those games let's say they lose to tampa bay and they lose to new orleans kyler murray is ahead of him in my mind
1: i would say that as well i think that that's the problem with the Packers schedule With for continuing to back Rodgers is that you have the Colts, the Titans, the two Bears games are going to be important because the Bears have such a talented defense, but in looking at those statement wins, Rodgers isn't going to walk out with as many as Mahomes or Murray could potentially have, or even you could even say um, Josh Allen or Russell Wilson. He might have more of statement wins, but I think that the... my. My reasoning for Rodgers was because of how successful he's been with what he's had. But at the same time, that loss against the Vikings and the loss against the Bucks that you've reiterated, we're not talking about that loss against the Vikings enough for how much it hurt him. Because right. he, there is something to be said about the fact that maybe Rodgers has demonstrated a little bit of complacency in recent weeks since his early like guns-a-blazing start. And I think that... It's going to take somebody to break away from this race. If Kyler wins tonight and wins in impressive fashion, we could reevaluate this in a week or two, and it could be a clear-cut Kyler Murray-Mahomes race. And I think at that in that case, I think Kyler would necessarily be the favorite because of what he's done at with less around him, which is hard to say because he has one of the best receivers in football. But I think that what Mahomes has is a proven system. And honestly, same thing with Rodgers in terms of the system, whereas Kingsbury has a system that is a college system. This was a system that wasn't supposed to work, some people thought, in the NFL, and has worked with flashing colors and been maybe even more innovative than something with the Rams or something with the 49ers. And I think that's another nuance that could become part of this conversation. So in terms of who who it could be. It's a very, 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 very tight race. But I think it's Mahomes has the consistency. Murray has or Mahomes is the consistency of success. Murray has the fire power and the flashy. And then I think with Rogers you have the consistency overall.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. It's gonna come down to three people and it's really just gonna you know, I hate to say it, but it's gonna to come town to record more than anything else, which is hard on these players because they could have ridiculous seasons like Russell Wilson, but if they don't have the defense, they're not going to win games and it's going to hurt them. But, you know, we spoke about two players, Alvin Kamara and Stefan Diggs, who were, um, you know, our non quarterback dark horses for MVP. And I just want to say one on defense before we close out here. My dark horse defensive MVP is miles Garrett. I mean, he leads the NFL with nine and a half sacks. He's really been unblockable. I mean, he's had a ridiculous season, and I think that he his performances need to be spoken about more. So I'm going to give him a little shout-out there. I doubt he even knows who I am. Um, but, <laughs> but all right, Dylan. So those are our top five MVP choices. I look forward to the game tonight. And uh, yeah, it was a good one, Dylan.
1: It was a lot of fun. Excited to see where this goes from here on out. I think we could be talking about this in a few weeks in a very, very different light based on who who steps up and who shines but uh it's a fun conversation to have nonetheless and a fun little debate to have on uh